take a dog, are in the pub, take a dog, are in the pub. And then they would start slow. They would go, dick and dog, dick and dog, dick and dog. Dick and dog. Dick and dog. Hey, hey, hey. On the show this week is a duo I watched loads on TV growing up. They would have me shouting bogeys and absolutely howling with laughter. So today's podcast is going to be a lot of fun as we welcome Dick and Dom. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Dick and Dom, and welcome to the podcast. Hooray! How are you both? We're fine. We're fine. Do you know what? Um, you know, during lockdown, there were so many different podcast offers floating around, and we've generally kind of stopped saying yes to all of them. But yours popped up, and it sounded fun. So we said, yeah. Oh, yes. well, thank you very much. That makes me feel very special. And actually, you are our first duo on the podcast, so it feels... Super excited. Oh. You can't have one without the other now, can you? That would be... You can't. We are pleasured. Yeah. We never yeah, work but... separately. It's bizarre. For 25 years, we've never really done anything separately. I know, it's like a marriage. <laughs> yeah, a marriage. The good, the bad and the in-between. We love it. Indeed. You're right there. So, Richard, you... Richard? Recently... Who's Richard? <laughs> no, it's you good. You to be called Richard. Richard. Good. Yeah. Call me, R- when call you, me Rich. Me, you were called Richard. Rich. Rich. Yeah, Richard's a little bit um, like you're I'm, about I'm to be told Dick, off. I'm Dick on TV, uh, Richard on email, and Rich to mates. So we've met, we're mates, you can call me Rich. Oh, wow, okay, straight in. This is this is lovely. Uh, yeah. So Rich, you, raced, yeah. you recently ran the London Marathon. So how was that? Oh, Have yes. you recovered? Are you still aching completely from top to bottom? It was hard work, actually. Me and Dom did it 10 years ago when we were in our 30s, and that was hard work. And now we're in our 40s, so you can imagine <laughs> it was double hard work. Uh, we yeah. were supposed to be doing it, but Dom got the uh, Rona, so that was... His marathon ah. over. Yeah, and uh, so I did it on my own. And yeah, can still feel it now. I'm absolutely knackered three weeks later. The atmosphere is amazing, though. He did absolutely brilliantly. We were both kind of training at the same time, not together, because Rich lives up near Manchester and I live down in Surrey. And so we were kind of training and keeping each other, uh, you, know, you know, on board about our progress and stuff. And Rich just did all the proper training. He did everything textbook. Yeah. And as a result, on the day, he was like an Iron Man. So I went down to clap him. <laughs> I went down there to cheer him on towards the end. And he was literally smashing it. It's so good when you go. I went to cheer on one of my friends. And the atmosphere is so amazing and so encouraging, isn't it? Like when people are slowing down and struggling, everyone's like, come on, keep going. It's made me want to do it. And I'm absolutely not a runner. Oh. You should do. It really is an incredible atmosphere. As you say, the crowd just push you on. I mean, I must have had bogey shout at me about <laughs> 250 times in four hours. Because that's because they see you and they go, look, it's him from Dick and Well, what can we set? Bogeys. That's the only thing they can think of. So uh, very original. Uh, but it kept me going. So thank you to the people that shouted bogeys. Do you guys get that all the time? Like all the time. So you'll be out in a supermarket and people will be like, Bogeys, oh, I'm just shouting stuff at you. Yeah, pretty much. I think it pretty, pretty much. Actually, we've decided to embrace it and cuddle it and release our own range of sustainably sourced um, uh, t-shirt, bogeys t-shirts. I've got one here. Look, 
And the T-shirts are actually part of that announcement. So, uh, can I make you leak any information? Can I? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can guess what we'll be doing next year, and we won't say anything. But go for it. Guess. Okay, and I'm going to watch your facial expressions very carefully. There's going to be a Dick and Dom reunion weekend of shows, one big show with lots of people coming back and some celebrities and just loads of fun and chaos and a huge game of bogeys. I think they've, they've as good as confirmed it. You tried. You tried to keep the poker <laughs> we can't say, You're close. I was going to say, you're close, but you're not quite there. It's, okay, it's, it's close amazing. but no cigar. Okay. It's, it's going to be very, very good, and we're very excited about it. And also, you know, for the fans of the bungalow who, you know, grew up with it, it was such a massive part of their lives. You know, it, was, it only ran for, what, five years? But something happened within that five years. It was it made such a heavy impact that that we're pretty sure that everyone who grew up with it, who's now in their kind of 20s, 30s, they'll really enjoy what we're going to announce soon. Yeah, so nearly 20 years since the show started. And everyone, you know, that was watching was having the most fun. And it looked like you guys were as well. It must have just been so hilarious for you guys on set. Like, What are your favourite memories of that time i mean there must be loads but like what are the ones that immediately jump out we can't remember any of it full stop (laughs) (laughs) hazy days it was chaos it was chaos it was five years of our life where we were in our early 20s we should have been at uni but we were actually doing a live saturday morning children's program and it was rock and roll it was chaos and we don't remember any of it no Not only were we kind of having to deal with the actual show becoming a massive success in itself, but then all the hype that surrounded it as well. There was so much, uh, you know, controversy, uh, controversy, controversy, say it, controversy. controversy. <laughs> uh, you can say controversy if you want. <laughs> controversy, 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 controversy. Wow. Anyway, it was very naughty. But the point where it got mentioned in the House of Commons, like literally in Parliament, MPs were standing up saying that they don't think that this is the product of quality public wow. service broadcasting and that it should be banned. We had the governors of the BBC ripping out some of the games saying that they are not suitable for children's TV. So it really was, it created such a massive storm and it was so much to take on and that's why we can't remember any of it. Well, it was good. It was very, very good. I absolutely oh, yeah, remember, it, remember it being a good time of life. Yeah, I remember going, oh, wow, that's probably the best, you know, obviously was the, the peak and the highlight of what we've done. And uh, it was amazing. But yeah, I wish we could. It, it seems like a dream, if you know what I mean. It doesn't seem like it actually happened, but it did. And it was messy. But it was messy. It was beautiful chaos. And we need you back on TV soon. I mean... There's rumours that, that you are going to be. I think I've maybe got out of you that there's a, a comeback. What can you what can you tell me? Give me the juice. Well, we did it. We did a podcast uh, called Cash from Chaos. It's an idea we came up with. Uh, it's a game show uh, where people watching was it, it was set in a comedy club. We did it in a comedy club, and the audience could try and win our show fee, which was only about I don't know what was it two hundred quid or something. But the audience <laughs> could win our cash, so they played games against us to win our cash. Um, and luckily for us, someone from a production company, a TV production company, came to watch it and they kind of picked up the ideas. So we did a, we did a pilot for um, a very well-known channel um, and then COVID happened. So it all kind of stopped. So we're waiting for the green light again on it. But who knows? I mean, after COVID, everything, everything went to pot, didn't it? Well, the only problem, the main problem with the show was it was very physical. As the Kingdom of the Bungalow was very physical, this also was a very physical game show to the point where the last game, whatever money was left in the fishbowl that we were giving out to people who played games against us, 
was put into a ring on the floor. And basically someone from the audience would pick either me or Rich and have to fight each other in the ring to try and pick up as much money as possible. I, it, was, it got really physical because we wanted to keep our money and they wanted to win our money. So because exactly. it, 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 it was so physical with all the um, you know, parameters that have been set out over the past year and a half, it's made it impossible for us to revisit it at the moment. But hopefully in the near future, things might relax and that we might be able to crack on and, and revisit it. But it was it, it felt great at the time anyway. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'd love for that to happen. So fingers crossed. Right, Dick and Dom, before we go any further, let me explain how the rest of the podcast is going to work. So Please we've been do. through the internet. We found a bunch of stuff that people really want to know about you. Richard McCall, we're getting formal for a second, oh, and Dominic Wood. Uh, it's time for both of you to face the celebrity search engine and dish out the answers ah. that we want to know. Are you ready? Are you scared? We are ready and we are scared. We are both. <laughs> both. All right, let's do this. Uh, so let's start by seeing what happens when we put Dick and Dom in and the word who. Who are Dick and Dom, of course, is the first question. So your best attempt at describing yourselves. We are a best known as a children's TV comedy double act. Uh, from the BAFTA-winning show Dick and Dom in the Bungalow. I think that will be the, the headline that comes up first on Google or a search engine. Yeah, yeah, that's about, that's about right, Rich? isn't it? Yeah, um, you, you obviously have to be careful um, typing Dick and Dom into search engines. Uh, so you've got to put who or presenters or people after it. Or you, if you just put Dick and Dom, you get um, various other things. Well, I think you've got to put your, your, safe, safe, put your safe search first, kids. It's yeah. uh, probably best. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I learned that the hard way uh, whilst researching for this podcast. So ah, there you go. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, the next search, as people get a little bit more nosy, is who is Dominic Wood's wife? Mm. Who is she? Who is she? Uh, <laughs> my wife is Sandy Wood, uh, formerly Sa uh, Sandy Hughes from former pop group uh, All Stars, who had a TV series on CITV called Star Street. Does it say that? It does say that. So how did the two of you meet? Winning. How did we well, meet? We, uh, met, we met. Uh, well, as in me and Rich, me and Sandy. Oh, you and Sandy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not you. Rather. <laughs> um, we met because uh, her best mate is Rich's brother, and they used to perform together in uh, a show in Blackpool. And uh, and Rich said, "I'm going to go up and see my brother in Blackpool. Uh, why don't you come along? There's a girl you might quite like here." And uh, and he was right. Uh, you know, she came into the room, into the bar where we met her, and uh, I uh, automatically just went, you're amazing, uh, you know, that's fantastic. And then I came up north a few times later to do some magic shows, to, I'm formerly a magician, and my normal assistant couldn't make it, so I phoned up and said, you don't fancy being my magician's assistant. I mean, what a chat-up line, if I've ever heard. Look at that, smooth as. I know. <laughs> uh, but then um, two kids later and a lovely house and happy, many years of happiness, that's magic. Oh, love that. Um, of course, people now want to know, who are you dating, Richard? Oh, well, it's, uh, it's a little known fact, actually, but it has been appearing a lot on social media recently. I think people are picking up on the fact that maybe I'm with someone quite well known or well known to a certain uh, era of people. Mm -hmm. um so shall I, well, let's announce it let's make it let's make it um real it's official it's let's true go. uh i am engaged to nina from nina and the neurons otherwise hey. known as <laughs> my mrs katrina bryan but yeah nina <laughs> and the neurons it was a, a big on cbb's back in the day so um and she now does another show on cbb's called molly and mac so she's a cbb's star oh so, so recently not just engaged a star. is like this She's one of the biggest names on CBeebies. You know, there's, yeah. there's people yes. like Mr. Mr. Maker, Mr. Tumble and Katrina. She's like up there with one of the biggest names up there. Yeah, Hall of Fame. She's she's right oh, yeah. up there. She's going to kill me for not bigging her up enough now, isn't she? Absolutely. And are you recently engaged? Oh, when was the engagement? Um, when was the engagement? Uh, eight, nine, uh, about three or four years ago. <laughs> Can't afford a wedding yet. <laughs> Weddings are expensive. I, yeah, I learned that earlier this yes. year. A lot, yes. a lot, a lot. Yeah. So good luck exactly. with that. <laughs> Oh, here we go. We're into the we're into the big questions now. Who earns more money out of Dick and Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Who earns more money? 
Wow. What do we reckon? I mean, I'll tell you what the internet says in a bit. Seriously, not many people know. Rich has got a few uh, investment properties that he rents out. So he gets capital through rental Clever. income, but he's also got massive debt with credit cards. <laughs> so he pays, <laughs> it pays them off. <laughs> I was, just doing a, I was just doing it. I was just getting a 0% credit card before we uh, started talking about it. Just to shift it again. You know how you keep shifting it to 0% oh credit cards. <laughs> um, well, apparently, uh, Rich is worth 1.5 million and Dom, you're worth 3.6 million. 3.6 so, so, Dom, Dom, you need to be getting all the rounds in when you next see him. I mean, hang on oh a minute. Oh, my God. If That's only you funny. knew what we were really worth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1.5 million? I mean, um, anyway, be nice. put it this way, really we nice. are nowhere near being millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, God. I, feel, I feel like I'm living like a student most of the time. We, uh, we were sensible early on during the bungalow years, and we did actually both invest in, in properties, so mm. um, and flipping properties and stuff like that. So... We've, we've, we've done okay in terms of money that is not accessible. So yeah, yes. we, 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 we was, we, that was probably the only sensible thing we actually did back then. Basically, yeah, we've cause... got money that's accessible to our families when we die, but we <laughs> haven't got it to spend. <laughs> How was that though? Obviously being so famous that, that young, and like you say, you know, you've got friends of yours going to university, you've got this huge TV gig, you're being given you know, probably the most money that you've ever kind of come into contact with. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, what do we what do we do with it? Did you have a couple of years of going like pretty wild with it? And then you were like, let's invest or what way around well, was why it? Why do you think I'm still paying off credit cards? <laughs> <laughs> it true. was absolutely immense. It was a great period of life, those five years. Because, yeah, like you say, we, we did earn quite good money and we used to hol go on holiday a lot. I mean, you can see behind Dom there, there's a bit a of Ibiza. So we, we used to spend every summer a long period of time over the summer when the bungalow wasn't on air in Ibiza partying. So you can imagine it was just five years of, uh, yeah, of partying. And I mean, it, spending it, it money. got to the point because Bungalow was six months of the year. We literally just found accommodation in Ibiza during the summer and stayed there. It was just, it was insane. So we just, um, we lolloped about and uh, had a lot of fun, went to a lot of parties. And it was before social media, thank God. <laughs> but, but yes, to answer your question, we spent all of the money and we don't have any money anymore. <laughs> you had a great time. What would have been like we your had a biggest great time? Yeah, your biggest night out or your biggest holiday. Like, what did you really, really splash out on? Well, we, I, uh, when Dom went, you're forty. When Dom, no, when Dom get, well, forty, yeah, but it was a bit calmer than when Dom got married and I took him on his stag do to Ibiza, and uh, just me and him. No, we way. don't need to. We don't need to say <laughs> no anything more. No, oh, I think we do. I think this is what we're we all really, here for. Really no. I think actually though, your 40th was pretty immense. He hired a catamaran with a load of mates and uh, people catamaran? just- Catamaran? What's a catamaran? catamaran. Is, that like a, is that like a meringue that floats? Wait, <laughs> hang on a minute. Catamaran. No, there's no G on the end. <laughs> controversy. Contro controversy. Catamaran. Catamaran. Eh? Caitlin Moran. <laughs> catamaran. Yes. We oh, hired a boat. We hired a boat and- uh, but yeah, that was pretty wild. I think anything that happened in Ibiza basically is is it. <laughs> but when we went on Dom's one, it was at the height of the bungalow. And I remember we walked in this bar and it was during an England game, I think. And um, yeah. the whole bar we went to Bora, Bora. turned around. And everyone, the whole bar started going, dick and Dom, dick, and buying us shots and everything and beers. Oh, oh I mean, wow. you, you just got No, I remember it. the chart was, the chart was, dick and Dom are in the pub. Dick and Dom are in the pub. And then they would start slow. They would go, Dick and Dom, Dick and Dom, Dick and Dom. Dick and Dom. <laughs> yeah, so we got swept crazy. away. I remember not being able to walk very well uh, at the airport because I just, it was just hard. It, it was just difficult. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. Those. Yeah, you can almost like feel the hangover all over again, can't you? Just recalling it. You know, the thing about Ibiza is it's such an amazing, magical island anyway. And now we use it for very different things. Rich is a dad, I'm a dad. And as a family island, it's also brilliant. So we have a very different use for that island now, which is to you know take the family there. My kids are going to be, well, teenage, they are teenagers, we're the oldest one. So it's going to go back full cycle to all that again. 
But um, but one thing we really want to do is to go out there and DJ because uh, we've DJed for years yes. and years and years. We've been, we've been DJing for a long time, but we haven't yet been able to get any kind of like like semi-temporary re- residency in in a bar or club there. But that's like one thing we'd well, love to do. The the big idea, listen. if anyone's got anyone listening's got a spare million quid, is to open a, a bar <laughs> called Bungalow and we kind of run it and uh, DJ every night there. Imagine that in Ibiza. Dick and Don's oh, bungalow. Wow. Come and That'd party at the bungalow. Yes. Any investors, you need to put your hands in your pocket, buy a bar on a, on a cliff somewhere, call it bungalow, and we'll just be in there every night DJing. Be amazing. Yeah, and the people will flock. We could always buy a catamaran. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be plenty of controversy. Con- controversy. Yeah. yeah. It will oh, be talking. You mentioned there, though, about obviously being dads now. Uh, how do your kids find it when you are out and about and people are people are shouting bogeys or people are like, oh, I love Dickens Arm. Are they just like, oh, annoying, embarrassing? Well, uh, my, quite my, kid, my kid can't even speak because she's only five months old, so she hasn't got a clue who I am, really. So uh, <laughs> she looks at me every day and kind of goes, oh, yeah, I think you're the person I saw yesterday, but uh, I'll, let, I'll let you know the answer to that in about five years. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, however, is a different story. Well, my kids, my kids have just grown up with it's happening. People shouting bogeys and you know taking photographs and stuff like that. And actually, Tommy's very uh, emotionally in tune. The oldest one, and he's always like, if I'm not in a great mood, I someone goes yeah, 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 off the telly, and I'll just put my hand up and walk off. He always goes, Dad, you need to engage with your fans more. They're saying that because they like you. You need to turn around and talk to them uh, and not be so miserable. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> He should be my manager, really. Yeah, he should. He's, a, he's very wise by the sounds of it. Very wise. Okay, let's mix up those letters and move from the who's to the how's. So, how did Dick and Dom get famous? How did it all start for you both? I'm not sure I know the full story. Uh, well, we started as separate presenters uh, in what was called the broom cupboard then, which is the bits in, which is now called HQ or whatever it's called. Uh, it's bits in between the programs, you know, where you're introducing Blue Peter or whatever cartoons or whatever. So we started separately, and then a few months after we'd started, the boss realised that we were getting on as good mates off screen. So he stuck us both on screen, and pretty much, well, not long after that, we became Dick and Dom. So you know, 25 years later, here we are. Oh, and now you're yeah, you're always always together. Love that. If you go back back earlier than that, um, uh, Rich started off in hospital radio, mm-hmm. uh, so that's where he started, and local radio. And, and I started off as a magician doing all the magic circuit, working men's clubs and stuff like that. So we both, that's mm-hmm. how we really started back then. And then we both used those, that kind of experience that we had in those different areas to kind of get into kids TV. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that like initial meeting about Dick and Dom in the bungalow and being like, yeah, this sounds fun. This sounds quite good. <laughs> Cause obviously that must seem like so long ago because it's been a complete whirlwind since then. Yeah, yeah, no, can, can remember the meeting. Uh, but they'd come up with the uh, the name of the show first, uh, a dinner party. Some of the bosses got pissed and came right. up with this name, Dick and Dom in the Bungalow, which was <laughs> random. Uh, so there was no idea of what the programme was, but then we got a great uh, producer on board, Steve Ride, and he kind of moulded it into this game show that it became. And mm-hmm. yeah... Um, the meetings about it were just we would we didn't we didn't know what was going to happen with it because it was a new format so we thought okay you yeah, know it might do well it might you know mm-hmm. just sit on the channel and people will enjoy it but it actually just kind of blew up from day one and uh, got moved from the digital channel onto BBC One within a year I think so yeah it was but, it, but as as with all, all these all the things that end up being a big success you can't really plan anything too much if you try and plan the next big thing generally it doesn't happen most things happen organically and this did as well because the cbbc digital channel had just been launched it just started and the weekend shifts were getting no figures at all literally just no one was watching uh, because you had to get a free sat box you remember free sat boxes to watch the cbbc digital channel and so we were just doing the bits in between the programs. We were the graveyard shift. No one was watching. And we started working with the producer. And it just suddenly started just slotting together. Then the sound guy joined and he started enjoying. Then director joined and that all started grooving. And then suddenly the big bosses, Nigel Pickard, Paul Smith, they suddenly saw, thought, oh, this is interesting. So that's when they went, instead of you just linking programs together at the weekend, let's make a three-hour program and the 
cartoons that will be part of it. So it all happened very organically. And then, I like Rich said, after six months of being on the digital channel, kids just found it in the same way that now on social media, if you put out a good post, people just find it. But in fact, then people found it because they discussed it in the playground. So people would be like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And slowly kids found it. And then the BBC didn't, this is how it actually went to BBC One. The BBC didn't actually want to put it on BBC One because it was a bit, you know, controversial. Uh, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so they didn't want to do it. And then at ITV, they said, do you want to take over from SMTV and Deck and do the big Saturday morning show here? So we said to the BBC, look, ITV are offering us, we did three pilots with three different production companies, big ones as well, including the makers of SMTV. And, and we were about to sign up with ITV. We said to BBC, look, unless you give us the bungalow on Saturday mornings on BBC One, we're going. And they went, mm, okay, I think. And then that afternoon they came back and went, all right, let's do it. So that's how it ended up being on BBC One, because of ITV. Oh, <laughs> funny how it works out like that, isn't it? You played them off against yeah. each other. And got your millions. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> um, pounds. <laughs> the the next search I think is hilarious. Uh, how tall is Dominic Wood? <laughs> what are the most searched questions about the two of you. That is classic. Um, how <laughs> tall am I? I don't know. I, I did our I did our measurements for uh, we're doing Panto this year for the first time in a very long time, and I did my measurements then. And what am I? I'm about either five foot four or five foot five. One of the two. I think I'm shrinking, so I'm probably smaller than that now. But I think, you do. last time I measured, I'm about 5'5". Five five. I'm not very tall. I think you're yeah, about I... the same height as Kylie Minogue, aren't you? Something like yeah, that. shut up! I'm a bit taller than her. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I think bit. she's 5'1". Um, yeah, I think 5'5". Five five. Why? What does it say on the internet? It says 5'4". So they've oh. they've gone for the, the how smaller. funny that people want to search how tall you are. Maybe they they just look at you and go, he's quite small actually. I wonder how tall he is. Yeah. I need to know. Yeah. yeah. Well, generally on telly you can't tell, can you? You can't tell. Um, but then when people meet you in real life, I do get it a hell of a lot. Is yeah. wow, you're a lot smaller in real life. Um, <laughs> so you do get that. The, the, a lot. the funny thing is when you know the story you were saying about meeting uh, my brother's friend who I put Dom together with Sandy. Oh yeah, she, of course, yeah. His Dom's wife, Sandy, is exactly the same height as him. Like <gasps> literally, exactly. That is the same perfect, isn't it? She's not. Yeah. She's about five foot three. She's smaller, definitely. Oh, is she smaller? <laughs> definitely smaller. <Yeah. laughs> She's smaller. Um, the next search is how old are Dick and Dom now? Will Oof. the gentlemen reveal their age? Do you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> it actually, it scares people when we tell them how old we are because they still think we're the same age as we were when we did the bungalow. Yeah, but you're the kind you, of people who are never said... going to grow up. That's it. Well, we'll let you work it out because we said to you earlier, we were in our early 20s, 20 years ago when we did the bungalow. So, you know, add 20 years oh, to that, you know well. I'm we are. not even good at maths, but you've got to be in your 40s then, haven't you? But you're both, you're both looking good for it. I mean... What's it's the, all still, it's all just about still there. It's not all fallen out. Mine's all there. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, someone told us the other day about this thing that when you get to our age, I love this. It's not called a forehead anymore. It's called a five head because it's oh. a forehead. <laughs> we, we used to be able to fit four fingers there, but because there's a gap there. Speak for yourself, mate. Head. Look, four. I'm still <laughs> four, thank right? you. Yeah. I'm about six. Uh, over here, I'm about seven <laughs> heads. Look at that. <laughs> My hair's not going anywhere. Telling you. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to show you the back. It's like a frying pan at the back there. <laughs> like a monk. Oh, dude. Um, how did Dick and Dom in the bungalow finish? That's what people want to know. Oh. Finish with a bang, of course. Yes. Uh, well, they actually asked us, the bosses asked us if we wanted to do two more series. So we all got together as, uh, you know, as a crew and, and um, a team and kind of decided that actually maybe we should leave it on a high because we'd done five series. It was still hitting the ratings, number one. And we thought, you know what, if we do two more series, you know, that's two more series of bogeys and all the same kind of content. I thought, you know what, mm. maybe we'd, we've done it. We've hit the, hit the level it should be at. So we made the decision to leave. Uh, and did a, yeah, a, like you say, a massive end show. So it ended with the biggest creamy muck muck fight there's ever been. <laughs> That's quite interesting, though. You wanted to leave after five years because 
obviously the love for it was there. You probably could have gone for definitely another couple of series that maybe even, well, you know, another five know years, you, but that's, that's the way could, to do it, isn't you, it? Leave with applause. It is because you could, years, you, as they say. You, could, what, you can think of shows on TV now that maybe have outstayed their welcome and you kind of go, it's a shame because when they were at their peak, mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. you'd go, wow. And if they'd stop then you would, love it forever but i think if they push it if you push it too far it kind of loses its you know its joy really yeah well there's a a cliche showbiz catchphrase which is always leave your audience wanting more uh Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely true there's nothing worse than sitting in an audience watching your tv show that's just run its course and you go oh this this again always end on a high and then people always Mm -hmm. remember it and want it to come back the other saying in showbiz is to never work with children all animals so you mm. must have had some pretty funny moments with like the bungalow heads like yeah or just well, where they, things the, went really really quite wrong <laughs> well they they were actually it's got, got to be honest they were the stars of the show the kids were the were the people who made the show as funny as it was they were the ones who had the cut, killer punchlines. they were the ones that did and said the most stupid and ridiculous things and without them they invented the games a lot of the time and without yeah. them, it wouldn't have been the success it was. We did we did a couple of episodes for Comic Relief called Comic Relief in the Bungalow with adult celebrities. And it worked and it was great. It was still very funny. Uh, but the kids, it was missing the element of the kids being there. It really did. They, they used to turn up in the studio at like 7 a.m. And the chaperones who were looking after them used to force feed them Haribo. Um, so when they got on screen they were like buzzing you know they were wired they were ready for it yeah which is probably why they gave us the best content Haribo was the key tankfastics (laughs) and kids can just say anything and they absolutely do don't they and it must have been so funny for you guys just to have to kind of react to that because sometimes you have no idea where things are going (laughs) well that was the best thing because if a kid says it and nobody can touch them. Complaints, Ofcom, any of that can't yeah, touch yeah, them because yeah, yeah. the kid said it and the kid's only eight years old. So that was the yeah. joy of it, you know. Yeah, you can't be mean. It's not allowed. No, that's it. <laughs> what's, um, what's the like kind of funniest standout moment that you can remember with, with kids on the show? Is there one particular bit that you remember? I mean, there must, there must be so many moments where you're like, I can't believe they said that. Or I can't believe that well, happened. As, as, we, as we said earlier, we can't remember any of it. So I can't answer that question. Sorry. <laughs> I am just trying to trying to think now of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well one kid nearly had a heart attack on the show uh, oh, and had to get taken yeah. uh, had to get taken had to get taken oh, taken God, off yes off we did this thing because- each Halloween each Halloween we did this thing where there was a TV in the in the bungalow where we used to show the cartoons or whatever uh, and they did this thing where they uh, very quickly cut to a uh, like what was it Dom like a monster jumping or something no it, what it was it was the scene you know you get them on your phones now but it's a it's a car going down a very quiet country lane really oh, beautiful, beautiful music and it's very serene yeah. and as you're engaging it after about 20 seconds uh, a monster goes and there's a jump scare yeah, right yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that happened right the, the face came up and all the kids jumped but then we had Melvin O'Doom who was on the show uh, um, he was dressed up as that monster behind the sofa where the kids were sat <laughs> so once they had been scared by the monster on the telly Melvin jumped out on the kids like literally the living nightmare screaming at the kids ah! and one kid literally ended up on the floor holding his heart not moving and he went white as a sheet <gasps> at which point they were like get the camera away from that kid now and so we, we took the, the camera you know, away you know, when people get scared and they kind of do that uh, running backwards thing really fast then collapse backwards on the floor it was hilarious the funniest happened. thing I've, I've ever seen yeah actually but anyway so he had to get taken off set and luckily he was Fine and is alive and yes. well. Yes, that's, is. That is that's and a good severe thing. trauma issues. <laughs> Next, Dick and Dom, we move on to the autofill suggestions. So, this is obviously what comes up when we put your names into Google. The first one being, are Dick and Dom related? Mm, a lot of people ask that actually. Yeah. But no, never been related to our knowledge. No. No. Uh, at, some point, at some point, we originate from the same two pieces of plankton in the sea somewhere billions of years ago. Yes. But so that's you could say probably, in that respect. probably about it. Otherwise, we'll, yeah. end up up in, as the, we'll end up as the same dust in the earth in about 20 years' time as well. Oh, 20? God, yeah. you're, you're optimistic. <laughs> God, yeah, that, I'm putting the age of 65 on us to collapse. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> Um, 
we're getting to the, the juicy stuff now. Have Dick and Dom fallen out? Like, obviously, you've worked together for so many years. Have you ever had, like, one of those arguments where you're like, yeah, we're, we not are really not talking. Small, I am, small I am bick- mad. Small bickerings. Mm. Yeah, bickerings. Which is natural. Yeah. That usually yeah. get sorted out very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Usually, well, we'll bicker more on WhatsApp than we do in real life. So we, yeah, we can have a little, we can have a little heated moment on WhatsApp disagreeing about something, and it's always career based. And, yeah. and as soon as we see each other in, in real life, it's, I mean, it's just, just over. you could you could literally make an autobiography out of. Uh, I'm, I'm, now I'm saying weird words. I said autobiography, autobiography <laughs> out of um, mine and Dom's WhatsApp conversation because I've never deleted it. So this must go on for uh, I don't know how long you'd keep scrolling for. And oh my god, you can read. You could you, actually, you could. We could release this. We could, this is where we get our millions from. That's it. A picture <laughs> book done. Yeah, Richard, pl- please yes. delete that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read some now, or maybe another time? Maybe another well, time. Well, let, let me just see whether it's appropriate to read one that we said. Wait, no, you need to scroll, like scroll like that, and then everyone will say stop. Oh yeah, so scroll hard. Yeah, sure. Okay, scroll, scroll, scroll. Um, stop. Okay, uh, that's a video of you. Let me just double check it. Hello, folks. Um, look, no, stop, stop. You don't know what it is. <laughs> what was stop. that? No, I think it's room. one you sent. Uh, I, uh, there's one here say, I went on the train. It was five hours, but easier than driving. Are you driving home? Oh, of course, really boring, actually. Um, oh, this is, this is the problem is. Rich, you could release it as an auto big, big long read, but it'd be very, it'd be a very yeah. boring read because it's mainly yeah. full of did, logistics about how we're going to get to gigs. Did you oh, get any God. footage of the gig? No, did you? Uh, I've got COVID. Uh, how are you feeling? Are you feeling better today? Yeah, it's like, really boring, actually. <laughs> oh, look at that. Do you guys love DJing, though? Obviously, you've done loads of it now, mm. haven't you, at student unions and like kind of up and down the country. Is that something that you consider like a proper love of? Literally love well, it. It was weird. When we, when we moved in, we moved in together into a flat when we were 18. So we did a flat share for like five years. And we both um, were really into dance music then and kind of went out clubbing a lot. Um, so we bought decks uh, for our house, like together we put, we put some money in and bought, bought vinyl decks. So we had them in the living room. So we used to DJ a lot just at night instead of watching telly. So it's kind of carried on from then. We learned how to vinyl mix and we did that over the years. And then, yeah, started using it in our jobs, started doing student unis. Now we do festivals all over the country. Yeah, we DJ everywhere. People don't know those, so it's brilliant because you turn up and they go, Dick and Dom are DJing. So they come to watch us and go, oh, they're just going to play like, I don't know, the theme tune to Fireman Sam. But actually we start playing banging drum and bass and they go, what? Mental. What? Well, yeah, what? That's amazing. Absolutely love that. The, the, last, the, last club, the, the last club we did in Lancaster a couple of days ago, I mean, it was insane. I mean, the, it was the club promoter, promoter just said, without doubt, the whole six years I've been here, the biggest turnout I've ever had. People were literally just clubbing up the stairs and hanging off bars, <laughs> and it was just, oh, it was mental. Love it. We, we sweated so hard during the set that we looked like we'd woken up. You know, when you, when you have night sweats, our jeans were wet. <laughs> It was like, how did how did you get wet jeans? Uh, no, <laughs> was terrible. Pe- pe- people were fainting everywhere as well because it was so hot. Oh wow, absolute scenes. Um, but I think but for us, the ideal the ideal DJ gig for us would be to do a big kind of trance tent. You know, like yeah, um, yeah. a kind of like Dave Pierce kind of set or Pete Tong set. One of those oh, those yeah. with the big lasers everywhere. You know, yeah, to play all that kind of stuff. Road, so that's what you want. Where you would play amnesia, that kind of club. Camel fat. We'll replace camel fat. Camel <laughs> fat aren't with us tonight, so you've got Dick and Dom. <laughs> People would be so confused, but then they'd hear the set and be like, actually, all right then. Yeah, let's yeah, go with it. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised that this is a search. What is the best game of bogeys? Oh, good. Yeah, it's a good one. I it's always, my one. favorite were always the ones, I know the most popular one uh, uh, that's viewed on YouTube still to this day is the one in the Glasgow library um, because a library obviously setting was probably the best place we could ever do it. But some of my favorite were Madame Tussauds. We went in there two or three times over the years. And it's because I think 
you get so many tourists of different nationalities that don't know mm. who we are or what the word is that we're shouting and they just look so confused it used to make me laugh so much you know all these different tourists not knowing what the hell was going on <laughs> dom you got one what favorite bogeys yeah mm. uh the first ever one we did was my favorite one which is in madam two swords that? and i love it oh, i, I just love said it that. And, huh i wasn't listening. i just said that Oh. I wasn't listening to you, oh. <laughs> as usual. I, z- I zoned out. I was zoned out. I was thinking about something we've got to ask Abby in a bit when this is all finished. Um, anyway, uh, we'll come to that in a bit. Uh, so, yes, basically what he said. <laughs> what he said. He's, he's good like that, isn't he? Yeah. Um, how did bogeys come about? Like, I love the idea of, of you two, you know, a producer, this, like, creative team all being in a meeting, some of them being quite serious people in suits, being like, so I'm thinking about a game that we could do on the show. How about shouting bogeys and everyone being like that's a great idea well it was actually a game that came from the brain of the producer we were talking about steve ride and he used to work in the wings of a theater and they used to play it uh at the theater but it wasn't the word bogeys Ah, okay you can imagine another uh word beginning with b um (laughs) and yeah so that is that it so it became kid friendly with the word bogeys of course yes i think there's an american version now isn't there where they shout out something else rude penis yeah, penis. Oh, what? Yeah, that's that's the thing in America, definitely. Yeah. Um, who do you think's the best at playing bogeys out of you two? Him, definitely, without doubt. Really? Were you too embarrassed? He's got a big, he's got Look a big job. He knows how to shout it. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot of anger. He's got a lot of ang- pent up anger, well, so he releases yeah. it by Ang- shouting out. Anger <laughs> issues. <laughs> he's, not very good me to- he's not very good at being angry, so he does it through shouting bogeys instead. Yeah. Fair enough. It's his, re- it's his release. I really yeah. wanted to play it today, but I thought it might be a little bit too loud for people just listening to the podcast on headphones. Can you imagine? It's just oh, a bit... Yeah. Just re- a bit it'd be much. really annoying, actually. Well, why don't we take yeah. it to the mid-level, yeah? We'll start so, you, you know, you, you, you can tick that box. So, Rich, Rich you start... Okay, here we go. Bogies. 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 Nice. I think you won Rich. already. I think she won Rich. Already. Can I say I've won? Bogies. Bogies! Bogies! That's it. That was rubbish. <laughs> but you do win, Abby. It was rubbish, but you I win. I do win. It was I'm, I'm allowed to win, aren't I? It's my podcast. It's really I weird, actually. Like. I, at some point during bogeys back in the bungalow days, me and Dom started putting that voice on when we say bogeys. Bogeys. just feels better to say it rather than just going yeah. bogeys. You go yeah. bogeys. I don't know. It's weird to put like a cartoon voice. Is that how people say it to you out and about, or do people just yeah. shout it? They do it like that, and it was, very weird. it was very, it was very weird because it was actually um, they recorded the audio of us doing that, and they'd put it into um, the front cover of an annual Dick and Dom of the Bungalow annual, so that when you opened it up, it used to go bogies <laughs> like that. So yeah. parents uh, over Christmas were being irritated by that noise, oh, and then they yeah. put it to Matt Rich. Do you remember when they put it in like cards in Clinton cards and stuff? Oh yeah, we would we would have, but we we didn't see any of the money for any of this. Oh, that's out of order, isn't it? Just you definitely would be millionaires. You know, the best story about that is that we were the voices for bananas in pajamas. Oh yeah, here you go, here you go. Listen, listen, listen. Hang on, listen. So this is one of the toys I've got at home. I found it in the loft the other day. Guess how much we got paid for that? Oh. Couple of million. Nothing. Oh, Naddle. Naddle. We we walked we walked did you in get Argos. Pajamas like that. No, we walked. We walked in Argos one day. See, this is a true story. We walked in Argos one day. And these were on a shelf. You know, sometimes Argos have a few bits, like a few toys hanging about or whatever. And we saw these yeah. on the shelf and we thought, okay, that's weird. We've just started doing the voices of bananas and pajamas on channel five. Uh, I wonder who's because it says try me. I wonder whose voice is in the in the, is in the puppet and then and it was us. It, and we went, it was get, get that contract out. And, and for me, for me, my, my, my kids at the time were watching those kind of pro- preschool programs. Yeah. And, and um, Tommy, my oldest, came over to me and went, Dad, Dad, your voice is on a toy. I went, no, nah, it's not. He went, it is, it's on a toy. Come on, watch the telly. I went, no, it's not. So we did the live rewind. Um, and there was a playhouse you could get with a little plastic <laughs> pyjamas to put inside. And yeah. on the advert was our voices coming out of this toy. No. So... Oh, no. So, so but the we, best bit we, is we, we checked the contract and our agent at the time had forgotten to put in the clause that we would get paid anything for any merchandise. So now you're getting the picture, you see, Abby, about why we're not millionaires. Right, <laughs> we're not well, worth, that's it. We're not worth 3.2 million. 
<laughs> Next time around, that contract's going to be. It's going to be so nice. Bananas on. in pajamas contract. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird job. <laughs> also, when you put in Dick and Dom, it says Dick and Dom. BAFTA, of course. That's a huge, huge deal. Where, where have you put your awards? Like, where are they at home? I think they're on the shelf back there somewhere, yeah. Um, not hidden away. They're, they're, in, they're in sight. Mine are in my pyjama drawer. Are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surely the get them out. You've got, you got to flex those things. See that? No, uh, I don't think so. For years, actually, mine, cause I quite like this. Uh, for years, actually, my f- first one, because we won four BAFTAs now uh, each, and so the first one I used as my doorstop for years. It was great. Yeah, so, like, stops. people would come yeah. over and look down and go, is that a BAFTA holding the door open? And be like, yeah. It was just yeah. a bit more, kind of, just, just a bit cooler, wasn't it? Yeah. Just like, oh, oh that thing. I've got a few more yeah. as well. Don't yeah. worry about Get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, ama- it was an amazing time. We got two BAFTAs for Dick and Dom in a bungalow. Uh, and then we've won another two separately for various other programmes we did on CBBC over the years. So, yeah, no, I mean, you know, you couldn't ask for more, really. You know, in 25 years, winning four BAFTAs is, is a great achievement. Oh, yes. and this year BAFTA, this year BAFTA, wouldn't it be nice to get a Lifetime Achievement Awards for 25 years service to you? <laughs> it won't happen. We put it out there. We're manifesting right. it. How about it? Ask the universe Manifest. yet. Yeah. Right, that is it for part one with Dick and Dom. Apparently, we have to have some adverts right about now. So I'm off to hang out in the bungalow with these two legends, and I'll see you in a bit. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to A to Z of Men, a brand new podcast that helps explain, well, men. Each week, myself, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. We take on a different letter of the alphabet. What? In order? Yeah, in order. We will find a word that best describes men that starts with that letter. So it's basically like a guide. Like a guide, yeah, that's correct. This will really help me explain myself to the wife. We tackle topics such as mental health, stereotypes, and stupid things us men do. Don't forget sex. Oh, and sex. Plus, you can send in your words, stories, and, well, anything to A2Z, it's the number two, A2Z of men at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at A2Z of men. So join us each Wednesday as we create the A to Z of men. The autofill search is done, and the final part of today is what we call internet tombola, a lucky dip of the internet, if you will. So I have searched all the corners of the World Wide Web to find out the stuff that people have been posting about you two. So it could be funny comments on YouTube, it could be tabloid headlines, it could be saucy tweets and all sorts. Where's this going? 
Ah, right. Let's give the wheel a spin and see what it lands on. It stops on headlines, and this is one from The Guardian. Lavatorial Dick and Dom criticised in Parliament. <laughs> the fact that your show made it to Parliament and people were, were very angry about it. How was that at the time? Could you believe yeah, that, that it was, that was that was no, it was bizarre because um, we were only the second program ever, and I think still to this day, there's only ever been two children's programs mentioned in the House of Commons. That one of them being Blue Peter for some very boring reason. Oh wow! Okay. And the other one, uh, Dick and Dominic Bungalow. Basically, there was an MP called Peter Luff MP who took a disliking to the program and a disliking to the fact that his daughter was playing a game online, part of the BBC website, but the yeah. game was called Make Dick Sick, which was one of the games from the bungalow. Um, so he took a dislike into it and brought it up in Parliament and, and actually they, they discussed it, whether a game called Make Dick Sick should be something that would be allowed by the BBC. And uh, not long after that, that game got axed. And oh. um, yeah, that was the end of Make Dick Sick, sadly. But it gave us weeks worth, gave us weeks worth of material though, so it was fine. Well, no, I was going to say, did it ruin your image at all or just, yeah, just give you loads Stronger. of ammunition? Stronger, like Popeye with spinach. It was brilliant. <laughs> oh, God, I absolutely love that. I was just remembering that we brought the MP onto the show, but not as Peter Luff MP. We actually had a close-up of a, a shot of a piece of fluff on a table, and we called him Piece of Fluff MP and made it speak. It had a little mouth and everything. <laughs> oh, so and all, all I ever said was, I don't like it. I don't, I don't agree with it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it is. I've never watched it, but I don't like it. <laughs> How many times did you get in trouble with Ofcom? Was it quite a few times? Uh, weekly, or not? it was just weekly. It was just a regular. We had uh, there used to be a complaints program on the BBC called Points of View, and we used to be a regular feature on there. People just complaining about, you know, if we had a game where uh, I think one of the complaints, one of the earliest complaints, Terry Wogan was talking about. He said uh, at one point one of the presenters asked the child to lick some dirt off his shoe, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And then it cut to the head of, of Children's BBC of the, of the programme who said, do you know what, it's absolutely fine and if you don't like it, turn it off. And that was it. Brilliant. That's how we dealt yeah. with complaints back then. I think we only ever got one Ofcom complaint upheld. Upheld meaning they had to do something about it and remove oh, it. Okay. And I think it was um, the T-shirt Dunwall wants. Um, Google it, you'll find out what that was about. The, uh, the morning words. <laughs> What? Oh, right, yeah, you already know. Of course you do, Abby. You've been doing your research. <laughs> uh, I know it all. That is very funny, though. But also, but you his, know... Na his name is Dominic Wood, and it was the morning. Exactly. Morning, and Wood. it was the morning. What, what can you do? Exactly. <laughs> OK, next, it stopped on Instagram, and it's a photo of you two announcing that you're doing Panto again after six yes. years. So what's it like doing Panto? It must be so much fun. It is great fun, actually, yeah. And uh, fingers crossed that COVID won't stop it. But, uh, yeah, we'll be in Croydon this year in Panto. So we'll look at headline, headlining for the first time, don't you know? Oh, why? Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, just, it's just a great laugh, yeah. It's just a, a good bit of fun over Christmas. It's funny as well, because, like, years ago, when we first started out, um, Panto, if you did Panto, had a kind of stigma attached to it mm. um, uh, for people coming up and coming down the ladder. Whereas now you've got your people like, you know, Paul O'Grady, Bradley Walsh, uh, Shane Ritchie. You've got John Barrowman, Stephen Mulhern. You know, everyone's doing it now because they realise it's actually one of the most traditional, oldest form of theatrical arts in this country. It's been going for years and years and years. And, um, and it's, it's great fun. And I mm. think actually people will be gagging for a laugh around Christmas after everything everyone's been through. I think it's very, yeah. it's going to be very timely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after last year's weird Christmas, but it's amazing how much Panto makes for, for theatre really for the, for the rest of the year. So like you say, it's a, it's an amazing yeah. thing, isn't it? So what are you two playing? Uh, Dick and Dom. <laughs> they, had this they had this conversation with us trying to come up with character names. They're like, no, 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 everyone, it was just Dick and Dom. You know, it's just, just Dick and Dom, isn't it? That's amazing. So you're not, are you going to do ridiculous costumes just because or not? Oh, it's yeah. funny. The other day they sent, they sent us the pictures of the costumes and we were like, okay, that one's okay, that one's okay. Oh, right, not sure on the one in the middle. Oh, there. wow. We'll yeah. end up looking like Mr. Tumble, you know, so we had to kind of uh, <laughs> say in a nice way, um, have you got anything else in the wardrobe? Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, sure, panto costumes sure. are quite um, out there and flamboyant, mm. and you know, mm -hmm. 
So, um, yeah, you have to be a little bit careful. Oh, well, I look forward to seeing those. Next, it's landed on Twitter. I just met a young man who was a toddler in Toddler Tug of War. <gasps> Unbelievable. Yeah, that was me. Oh, was my it? God. Yeah, that's so weird, it was, isn't it? The babies yeah. and children from that era are now, yeah, oh. proper adults. But, oh, no, this happened recently, didn't it? Very quite recently. Uh, un- unbelievable. We keep meeting yeah. people now who Isn't have it? been on the show. We did a DJ gig and the technical operator was um, uh, right, yeah. he was a contestant on Dick and Dom the Bundle and had brought a photograph mm. of himself. And so we keep meeting yeah. these fully-fledged adults who used to be on the show. And actually, yeah. one of the things that we'd love to do if the bungalow came back in some kind of form next year mm. would be to have lots of the old bungalow heads back on the show as adults. <gasps> oh, that funny. would be good. They would absolutely mm. love that as yeah. well. Yes. Yeah. Can I just invite myself on? Because I never I never got to go on the, the first time around. So, so if we do I'll, a celebrity one, would you like to be on it? Oh, I'm there. I'm absolutely there. Did you used to watch it? Or did you used to watch Ministry of Mayhem with Holly and Stephen? Oh, no. Absolutely not. I was Dick and Dom in a bungalow every weekend. Such a fan. Oh, yeah. Absolutely loved it. Were you were you a Sunday viewer? Because some people only managed to watch Saturdays because they their parents That's didn't cute. get them free sat box. Oh, I was actually a Saturday viewer. Uh, okay. okay, so you didn't Very get to watch point. on a Sunday as well. Unbelievable. No, I know it's a shame. No free sat box there. The last one, and it's a headline from back in 2019. RuPaul's oh Drag Race superstar <laughs> caught the act, mistakes Dick and Dom oh, yes. for Anton Deck. Oh, sister. Does this happen a lot? No. No, she was pu- she was pulling our leg. It was just a joke. We did come, uh, celebrity come dine with me for Christmas. And, uh, right. you know, you kind of, no, no one knows who the other celebs are. We knocked on her front door and she opened the door and she went, oh, look, it's Anton Deck. I think it was just a joke. And the... <laughs> press picked up on it and blah 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 but i don't think she knew who we were because she's obviously from australia and didn't see all the bungalow and all that stuff we did back then so she, she kind of it took her a moment to kind of work out who the hell we were. Yeah. yeah how was it doing shows like that are they quite fun yeah we're just on another one called celebrity ghost trips like coach trip but uh we go around lots of haunted mansions and stuff it was on e4 a few weeks ago so if you have a look on the foreplay you'll probably see it but yeah um and- it was good fun it, you know you meet all these random celebs and do all these random things yeah i guess it's a random bunch of people isn't it? unfortunately we uh we were the first celebrities to be kicked out <laughs> so we, <laughs> oh, we didn't do very well we didn't do very well what, because you were a bit scared? Is that how it worked? No, just we kept we kept dicking around. <laughs> it's not like you guys. <laughs> we didn't take it seriously. And and people don't like that these days. So we, we oh, are we were asked no. to leave. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we didn't take it seriously because we've got we've got very different views to everyone else about the psychic world and about if someone claims to have psychic powers, we're a little bit more kind of old and miserable about it all, rather than <laughs> leaping into the world and believing it all. So I think when, when you're a couple of gnarly old cynics, it doesn't go down very well because it doesn't enter into the spirit of it all. Spirit. Oh, yeah, see what you did there. Um, that's it, guys. You've completed Celebrity Search Engine. You've oh, done wow. it. Hooray! Oh, thanks, Abby. How did you find wow, it? Got... I feel like we Cute. covered quite a lot. I learned I learned yes. more about you as, as some of my favourite TV personalities. So thank you so much for, for coming on. I think we got away with it. You didn't delve back into Google and the years 2001 or two where it all went uh, Sunday morning papers, headlines for the wrong reasons. Well, she, so we're glad about mate. that. <laughs> She did. She just chose to not talk about it because it's highly inappropriate. <laughs> she, believe you me, she will have done. Yeah, well, people can, uh, can go look that up if they want uh, some, some entertainment a, a bit later on today. Uh, before I let the two of you go, though, one final question. Who would you like to nominate to go through the Celebrity Search Engine experience sometime soon? A friend of yours you want to stitch up or maybe there's a celebrity that you would love to know more about? We don't, we don't actually have any celebrity friends, so uh, <laughs> it's just me and Dom in our phones. We don't have anyone else. But uh, All our, our favourite celebrities are people that might not be positioned on this podcast, so people like Brian Conley and people like that love him. Yeah. But, oh, he's um, great. Who, who do we think would be very good? Alan Titchmarsh, there you go. Oh, what? That'd be amazing. My nan will be, be like, classic. oh, my God, you've made it. The Alan just Titch- really get my job. Titchmarsh. If I get Alan Titchmarsh on, whew, that's it. She'll finally respect me. <laughs> it'll be it'll be Thank a gritty one though. It'll be it'll be a really gritty interview. There'll be loads of dirt on that one. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Celebrity Search Engine. Please hit that subscribe or follow button to make sure you don't miss a future episode. We have got some great guests coming up and you don't want to miss out on the fun now, do you? If you're on Apple Podcasts, then drop us a review and a rating. Five stars. Oh, come on. That would be greatly appreciated. And let us know in that review or over on social media who you'd like to see on the podcast next. Dick and Dom have gone and nominated Alan Titchmarsh. But who would you like to know a little bit more on? Let us know. We are at Celeb Search Engine on Instagram. Until next time, I'm your host, Abby McCarthy. And thanks for using the Celebrity Search Engine. Bye. 